Hello and welcome to another episode of My Matters. I'm Catherine Cross and I'm joined today by Robin Kerr. Robin is a physiotherapist with over three decades of clinical experience, which has included biomechanics and gait lab running analysis and assisting elite athletes with injuries. Over the last 20 years, Robin has moved towards a focus on motion and the biopsychosocial model for the management of persistent low back and pelvic pain. She teaches physiotherapy and fitness-related professional courses internationally, particularly in relation to 3D motion, exercise prescription, the management of pelvic pain, and dermoneuromodulating. In this episode, we ask Robin, what is dermoneuromodulation, or DNM, and how did this method of manual therapy evolve? How can this manual therapy technique be applied in myotherapy clinical practice? And what is the link to the current pain science and the biopsychosocial model for pain management? And where can we find training providers to teach this technique? And what can attendees expect from the two-day course that is planned for the Sunshine Coast in August? MyoMatters is sponsored by MyoMix Growth Group a group that is dedicated to nurturing, promoting and growing myotherapy businesses for the benefit of myotherapists and their employees and the myotherapy industry. If you are interested in growing your myotherapy business, go to www.myomix.com.au to register for the first two meetings for free. So you're here today to talk to us about uh, dermoneuromodulation. So can you tell us what dermoneuromodulation is and how did this form of manual therapy evolve? Well, we'll start with how first. Um, Diane Jacobs is a Canadian physio. Um, she's just retired, but she's still quite active in the uh, dermoneuromodulation modulating area. Um, she is a really impressive clinician. One of the things that I look for uh, when I'm doing my um, continuing education is that I'm being taught by somebody who has actually been clinical. Uh, Diane's been in private practice for a long time. Yeah, um, really important. She's yeah, really important. And uh, I think one of the things that I noticed about her, I started to read some of her work online. She's probably the most uh, knowledgeable clinician um, in regards to pain neuroscience and, you know, neuroscience uh, and application of the pain science clinically that I've ever come across. Um, it's um it's interesting. Um she's she's got a very heavy background in Butler and Shacklock and all the neuro mobilization type techniques. So she's very neural focused. I believe um, she was also the founder of the Canadian Physiotherapy yeah. and Pain um, yes. Science. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was one of the first physios who actually was brave enough to walk away from all the mesoderm and all the joint and the pathomechanics and the misalignment type. Uh, dogma that yeah. she's never accepted and to go into the neuro-based uh, pain, especially because she was dealing with a lot of persistent pain patients. So that I found really interesting. Um, and then she, as time went on, when she was reading all this pain neuroscience coming out and the new pain science from people like Butler and Mosley, she started to realise that the way that she'd been thinking about treating was actually being supported. So she started to put all her ideas together and we ended up with derma neuromodulating. So for me, um, what it is, it's it's a kind of a new treatment model. Um, it's 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 hands-on, it's a manual therapy, um, but it's reframed. Um, so 
the question that she asks with demoneuromodulating is if what if therapists moved away from thinking about muscles and joints and misalignments and tightnesses and balances and focused on brain function, um, what goes on at the spinal cord and what goes on with nervous tissue in the nerves, um, which is very different to what I think a lot of my therapists are traditionally trained with and so what she's focused on is developing an interaction that between the therapist and the patient that puts an input into the patient's nervous system that helps them to generate an output that helps them to relieve pain so we're, we're really talking about the pain neuromatrix and the, the neurophysiology more than we're talking about bones and joints and muscles. And she, she calls it sensory rehabilitation. So instead of having someone saying they're a manual therapist, she would prefer them to say, well, I do sensory rehabilitation with my hands. Yeah. Um, so that's just, that's one way she looks at it. The focus is on uh, the cutaneous nerves. So I, when I went through my physio training, we actually, uh, our cadavers came without skin. We, I don't think many ah. physios actually pay any attention to skin whatsoever. Right. I think there are some, you know, some places dissect skin off, but I think mostly it's get the skin off and look at the muscles and the joints and the nerves underneath. So we've had a disrespect for skin. She's very, uh, very good artist. She's put together, I don't know whether you've seen her book. I have seen it. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. read book, it, but I've seen it. Yeah. She's very generous. She's put it onto Creative Commons. Um, so um, you can, anything in this book you can use. She's uh, got an ebook out that I think is the best 15 US dollars that you'll ever spend. Um, what it, what it is, it goes through nerve, cutaneous nerve by cutaneous nerve. Her neuro nerve anatomy is amazing. Um, I just, uh, I just flagged this page here. So you're looking at things like a technique to get at the cutaneous nerves over the front of the chest and the shoulder there. And they're very simple skin stretching type techniques, which yeah. is one of the so things that... For the listeners, that's a really great illustration. Obviously, they can't see see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Robin, yeah. What, what's the name of the book? It's called Dermo Neuromodulating, and you, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, look, I think even if you weren't interested in doing the, the technique, um, she's put a lot of her pain science uh, knowledge in there, and I think yeah. just reading the, the pain science uh, chapters that she's written makes it really worth the 15 bucks anyway. Um, so the, the book came along and then she started to teach, I think. It's, it's been quite a little bit of an evolution for her because she was – in a little clinic on her own as a clinician. Yeah. Um, for me, it so, makes so much sense, Robin. Um, I yeah. think I was very lucky when I went through my degree. We had um, lecturers uh, and a head of the musculoskeletal department that was very neuro-based. So yes. a lot of this is very familiar to me and I think we were the beginning of a new thinking type of therapist that was mm. less joint-focused and more nerve-focused. Yes, um, absolutely. A lot of what we learnt was based on Butler but it's yep. neurodynamics. And essentially, you know, if, if you're treating through the skin, you affect the deeper nerves anyway. You affect the joint, don't you? Because the nerves supply the joint. So it's all connected. Well, what she would argue is as soon as you touch someone's skin, you're talking to their brain. Absolutely. It's their, it's their brain in the neuromatrix that makes the decision about what protections around that joint that someone's experiencing pain in. So it's 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 a different, it's a different, more maybe convoluted way, more complex way of explaining how things work. And, and it's really into the science of touch. Yeah, and it's and that's where the biopsychosocial side of it comes in. So um, there's a ton of research on primates and, and how touch affects their nervous system. Absolutely. So the 
the touch in derma neuromodulating is light. It's gentle. There's no pain generation. So um, she's very uh, anti-therapist digging elbows into bums and things like that and you know, yeah. hurting yeah. people. And I, I think I think one of the things that I felt was that um, in physio at the moment, manual therapy is being pushed out. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of friction about yeah. um, having your hands on patients. I, I think derma neuromodulating is probably one of the things that's kept me in physio um, doing what I do. So, yeah, and I think... Physio, I mean, I've known you for many years and I've actually um, been treated by you, been lucky enough to be treated by you. <laughs> and I know that um, compared to many physios, you are still very hands-on and touch-based. You do yes, you yeah. touch a lot and you do yeah. look at people's um, bio-psychosocial um, setting as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. right. I, I went through a real crisis about eight years ago um, because I've, you know, I've got a master's in minute type training I've always done manual therapy I've done a lot of exercise and movement uh, in the last 10 years or so to complement it um, but for me I, you know I went through huge dissonance when uh, you know I was being told that manual therapy was low cost therapy uh, low value therapy and yeah. um, you know should be tossed out of physio um, and it's something that I couldn't accept because I know touch helps pa- touch helps my patients so yeah I think I, I think she's brought along a really well balanced research supported evolution for manual therapy with dermo neuromodulating. Fantastic. So I was going to ask you how can dermo DNM be applied to my therapy practice um, and which patients would benefit the most and Mm -hmm. what is the link to the current pain science and the biopsychosocial model, which you've sort of already answered. I think the hardest thing for a myotherapist will be um, is if their thinking is very patho-anatomical, patho-biomechanical, that's going to be the shift because you need to move away from that completely. Um, We really do have an encompassing model coming in through here. Um, And I think I I would say it's easily integrated into myotherapy. So, so for example, Robin, I had a patient a few weeks ago who came to me with severe shoulder pathology uh, he'd yep. actually been referred to a neuros- sorry to a um, orthopedic surgeon, and the pathology was so bad that the surgeon said you'll need a shoulder replacement. He had um, he couldn't move his arm at all without getting into what the pathology was. But here's the odd thing: is that I just did some gentle mobilisation over an old scar in the anterior yes. shoulder where he'd had a past reconstruction. He has now got full range, pain-free range of movement back. Yeah. So in essence, that's mm. what I've done is DNM without knowing. You've, yeah. Yeah. You've 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 talked to the nervous system. Yes. Um, you've put some input into the neuromatrix that has changed the threat level in the system. Yes. So his brain's decided not to protect that area so much with pain. Yes. Um, and this is this is the this is the whole reason that I won't back off and I'll always stand up for physios doing manual therapy. Absolutely. Um, I mean and, and what yeah, it's happening it there is it's it stopped someone going for a shoulder replacement that obviously didn't need to have it. He's obviously yeah. not ready for it. Clinically, I see that all the time. Yeah. See yeah. it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um so I, I think basic what 
I felt with um, doing the training, I, I first saw um, Diane's work online and thought, this is interesting. This is a clinician. Um, yes. You can tell that it's really distilled knowledge and that she she can just go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into neuroscience with you if you wanted to. But I, I, I went to New Zealand in 2017 when she came down for the New Zealand massage therapist. Um, I think I was disappointed for her and I think she was a bit disappointed that no physios turned up from either Australia or New Zealand. We had a, I think there was two osteopaths from Australia and myself and everybody else was massage therapists. Yeah. So it's a, it's a huge leap for people like physios and myotherapists to take, yeah. um, to actually pull out of, you know, you've spent so much money on getting masters of manipulations and post-grad training and, you know, all this sort of um, mesodermal based um, thinking uh, and it's a very big step to take back um, but I, I just felt that straight away um, it helped me integrate what I know is the biopsychosocial model so I've become more of an interactor than an operator and that's one of the things that um, Diane talks about quite a bit so if you're a, an old-fashioned sort of therapist and you're looking at um a pelvis being malaligned, the bones are twisted, mm. um, That and I will do something to you. You can pay me to do something to you to straighten up your pelvis and I will tell you what to do. So that's an operator-based um, model. Yeah, it's out of date now with the biopsychosocial. You know, we've yeah. got to bring all sorts of things into it. So, what dermo neuromodulating? You become more of a piece of the team, and you're an interactor with their nervous system and with the person. Um, and there's yeah. there's so many pieces of psychosocial that come into the actual interaction of the way we do it that it starts to cover a lot of bases. But I think the most important thing is it actually is more the shift that happens in the therapist's head. Yeah, and then if it happens in the way that the therapist is thinking on a day-to-day basis, definitely. So it's more is, and it's also just looking viewing the patient as a whole too, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, um, because absolutely, I do see a lot of myos, particularly when I you know look at conversations online, who also can become too focused on pain science. So yeah, that, it's gone. It, yes, yeah, and that's got to be a balance. Yeah. yeah. So so they go. They they say things like we treat pain and I don't think we just treat pain we treat the whole person we treat people we treat uh, we we treat people who are having a pain experience exactly exactly and, and everybody's pain experience is going to be completely, completely unique to different them. yeah yeah. All we can, all we can do is come in as humble clinicians and interact with their nervous system, which is yes. what you do at DNM, yeah. um, and see what their nervous system, their neuromatrix makes of it. And 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 that's that's the big shift, I think. I think that's more of the more of the importance that I've got from dermo neuromodulating than the actual techniques, although I do use them every day. Yes. Um I still do I I still do some mesodermal based techniques, but I also um I use DNM. Uh particularly for persistent pain. I've got a heavy persistent pain patient load yep. use that quite a bit yeah yeah okay so robin as you as you know we've recently endorsed dnm as part of our professional development program which is really exciting mm. for us that's great fantastic yep. so can you tell us a bit about your next course that's being offered in queensland and what attendees can expect yeah, of course. Um, we're in Queensland, I think it's the 21st and 22nd of August coming up this year. A little bit delayed because of COVID, but we're looking forward to doing that. Um, 
usually when Diane teaches, um, she takes three and a half days to teach the full course. Um, obviously, for lots of reasons, I find in Australia we have to do it over a weekend. So what I'll be doing is doing a lot of pre-online um, uh, videos for people and we'll be talking about concepts and um, pain science, putting a lot of the psychosocial stuff together before yeah. we actually become face-to-face on the day. Um, just so people are primed to know what's going to be happening on the weekend and literally we go from neck top we go from the occiput down to the feet we can't go through every technique but I will definitely make sure that I take you through all the techniques that I found really valuable to use the main ones and usually once you've you've learned how to do the techniques uh, they're very simple they're basically using some Dyson which is long non-slip material um, positioning the positioning the the body so that the nervous system is on slack um and flossing the nerve yes yeah and flossing the nerve through um the the cutaneous rami as the nerves come through up into the up into the skin um so the the actual the actual mechanics behind it are very simple um it's the interaction that's important so i'll be i'll be teaching the main ones and people once they get the feel for it will be able to apply it to any of the more uh little tiny um zoomed in techniques that are in the book as well um but i think i think I would recommend it for anybody who puts their hands on patients. So, um, you know, I, I would love if every student physio could turn up for this course. I'd love if every student myotherapist, massage therapist, chiropractic, anybody turned up so they could get this thinking into their head before they actually got a little bit yeah, dogmatised with their training. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, Robin, uh, on, on for the course, which we're having at the University of the Sunshine Coast, um, mm-hmm. Participants need to bring some bolsters or pillows so that we can actually take nerves off stretch. Yes. So if people have got a um, a, a knee bolster, a V-shaped knee bolster, something about oh, thirty centimeters high, twenty to thirty. Um, if you could bring some pillows, that would be great. I've got a few bolsters and some things I can bring to help. But basically what we're trying to do with a lot of the techniques is get people into quadruped position. So arms at 90 and hips and knees at 90. Yeah. Um, so we need, we need to bolster people like that. And, and, and it, I have got some cushions made, but I can't bring 40 of them with me. So if people have got their knee bolsters and some pillows, if they bring those, that'd be great. So most, apart- of the, most of the techniques done in quadruped, Robin? Um, we're inside lying in prone um, or on the back with the knees flexed. Yeah, it, it's all on the bed. Um, it's, um, it's, it's all very relaxed and gentle. Most of the time, Diane says she's a professional sitter. She sits to do the techniques, you know, very gently, slowly. I, um, I tend to stand up a bit more than she does. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different way of interacting. And I find that, um, you know, if you've got a really heavy um, patient load, I'm, I'm still seeing 60 patients a week. Yeah. Um, it actually just takes the load off your shoulders and your hands a bit. Yeah. Um, and, and, it, and it's effective. It's, 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 it's really effective. And I, I think that's one of the reasons I've got into um, teaching it is because I think I've come through, I, I used to be a biomechanist with runners and do a lot of running and gait analysis. Yes. So I'm, you can't get more pathoanatomical and biomechanical than I have been. Um, and then I've come through my manual therapy training. Being an 80s, 90s um, Australian physio, my life was manual therapy. Yeah. Um, and, and so this, is, this has been a huge cognitive dissonance for me to make this shift and a, a lot of people are making it and I think there's a lot of burnout in in all types of oh absolutely yeah yeah definitely I think therapy, yeah 
Yeah, especially the young kids coming through physio at the moment, they're burning out and leaving the profession after eight years. Yes, because yes. they're not getting through because they can't see. They're, they're hearing all the loud mouths on social media saying, "Get your hands off and just make people lift and get strong." You know, that's so biased. That's so biased and out in a off anyway. That just, you know, there's lots I can talk about on the course about that. Um, but we we have to get them to realise that we we're just in an evolution at the moment. Like physios changed so much in the last ten years. I was going to retire. And I've actually gone through and become a psychologist, but I'm actually working still as a physio because I love physio. Um, so I'm a psycholo- psychologically informed physio now, and I just want I just want the myotherapists out there and the young myotherapists and the young therapists to know that there is a way through this. It is quite painful when you're having to buck against what you've been taught, yeah. but it's actually the, the 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 change can be quite calm and it can be. And they talk about crossing the chasm with the pain neuroscience people. I personally think people have gone too far with some of the neuroscience. I think yeah. I, one, of, one of the reasons I was really interested in Diane was because um, she's a clinician and I need to know that the person who's going to be teaching me has run on appointments, has tried to keep on time, has gone back to back to back to back all day long in the clinic. Um, you know, I can, I, I can tell anybody anything. If I have never been in the clinic, I'll just read it and tell people whatever I want. It's not until you've actually been on your feet in the clinic and trying to yeah. stay on time with difficult patients that you, you know that this technique can help you and yeah. that, you, that you can make it. Yeah, totally. And it's the chronic pain patients that can be more difficult too. So, yeah. You're working with them all day long. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You need to. Yeah, that's pretty much all I do these days. Most yeah. of most of my days, um, with, with really um, the 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 ones who have failed therapy in other places. Yeah. Um. So that does become very biopsychosocial then. Yeah. And you know, I I teach them how to DNM themselves. So all my patients go home with a piece of this and some yeah. instructions yeah. on how to talk to their own nervous system, and treat themselves. Yeah, sounds fabulous. So. At the moment, we're doing this course in Queensland. Would you consider taking DNM to other states, or have you done that? Absolutely, I've taught it in a couple of places already. I'm more than happy to do this. Diane found coming down to New Zealand in 2017. I brought it back down in 2019, and she taught on at Mooster, and she taught in Melbourne. Uh, and she just said to me, she was she found it hard going. It was physically too hard for her now. She's getting on a little bit. Um, and I and she just said, you know, can you can you take it on and do it? And I'm sure. And she's happy for anybody who learns this technique and can um, that they can understand the process, the the model of it. She's happy for anybody to teach it. So I'm sure there will be other people around who could teach it. But I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to travel and teach this. So at the moment, are, you, are there any any other providers in Australia who teaches? Just you just me at the moment Wendy Langshaw is a close friend of mine she um she's trained uh with Diane and I as well and she's in South Australia so and uh, she's she's got little kids at the moment but she said she'd be happy to you know put something together we'd be happy to turn up and co-teach if there was big cohorts of people who wanted to to learn it yeah and Wendy's, Wendy's also a clinician which makes it good because she's used to going back to back in the clinic all day as well yeah so now but now with the borders open hopefully they stay open Hopefully, yes. some of the Melbourne members, because MA, uh, our members are obviously bigger in Victoria because that's where yep. my therapy began. Hopefully, listening to you might encourage some of them to come up to the Sunshine Coast for a lovely holiday and uh, yep. a few day course. <laughs> August is nice. Um, yeah, it is. Um, I'm happy. 
I'm happy to travel to Melbourne. My daughter's in Melbourne, so oh, I'm happy to go down there as well. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. When Diane came down in 2019, we had um, we had physios, we had some massage therapists, um, we had two chiropractors, I think, and so osteopaths, but we didn't have any myotherapists. I was quite interested by that. Oh, interesting, yeah. yeah. All right, so... I'm so grateful. Thank you so much, Robin, for joining us today and sharing your knowledge. And You're welcome. Uh, hopefully um, we'll see a lot of us at your course in August. I'm looking forward to meeting everybody. And do come because it really is uh, that step that we can take to keep us happy with our work. Fabulous. Thanks, Robin. Okay. Thanks, Kath. Thank you, listeners. We hope you have gained some insight into how DNM may be incorporated into clinical practice and how these techniques may be effective for treating patients with chronic pain. We hope to meet some of you at the upcoming DNM course on the Sunshine Coast in August. And don't forget to visit MA's online PD platform for further professional development opportunities. Until the next exciting episode of Myo Matters, stay safe. Stay happy and it's goodbye from me in Queensland.